Matt Adams joining you live from Lahinch, Ireland, as at this hour we have breaking news for you that is quite remarkable indeed. This, a press release from the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, and LIV, all jointly sending out title reading PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and PIF, that stands for Public Investment Fund, announce a newly formed commercial entity to unify golf. The PGA Tour, DP World Tour, and Live Golf will merge commercial operations under a common ownership. I'm actually reading the press release uh, before me so that I can share you with you exactly what the words of these different organizations are. It, the third title says, Agreement establishes common goal to promote new and grow the game globally for the benefit of all stakeholders, and it ends all current litigation. It reads as follows. The PGA Tour, DP World Tour, the Public Investment Fund today announced a landmark agreement to unify the game of golf on a global basis. The parties have signed an agreement that combines PIF's golf-related commercial businesses and rights, including Live Golf, with the commercial business and rights of the PGA Tour, the DP World Tour, into a new collectively owned for-profit entity to ensure that all stakeholders benefit from a model that delivers maximum excitement and competition amongst the game's best players. In addition, PIF will make a capital investment into the new entity to facilitate its growth and success. The new entity, which its name is to be determined, will implement a plan to grow these combined commercial businesses, drive greater fan engagement, and accelerate growth initiatives already underway. With Live Golf in the midst of its second groundbreaking season the pga tour dp world tour and piff will work together to best feature and grow team golf going forward notably today's announcement will be followed by a mutually agreed end to all pending litigation between participating parties further the three organizations will work cooperatively and in good faith to establish a fair and objective process for players who desire to reapply for membership with the pga tour the dp world tour following the completion of the 2023 season and for determining fair criteria in terms of readmission consistent with each tour's policies, said PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan, quoting, after two years of disruption and, dis and distraction, this is a historic day for the game we all know and love. This transformational partnership recognizes the immeasurable strength of the PGA Tour's history, legacy, and pro-competitive model and combines it with the DP World Tour and LIV, including the team golf concept to create an organization that will benefit golf's players, commercial and charitable partners and fans going forward. Fans can be confident that we will collectively deliver on the promise we've always made to promote competition of the best in professional golf and that we are committed to securing and driving the game's future. Uh, we are pleased to move forward in step with Live in PIF's world-class investing experience. And I applaud PIF governor Yasir Al-Ramayan for his vision and collaborative and forward-thinking approach that this is not just a solution to a rift in the game, but also a commitment to taking it to new heights. This will engender a new era in global golf for the better. End quote from Jay Monahan. Uh, from the governor of PIF, he said, quoting, Today is a very exciting day for this special game and the people it touches around the world. We are proud to partner with the PGA Tour to leverage PIF's unparalleled success and track record on locking value and bringing innovation and global best practices to businesses and sectors worldwide. We are committed to unifying, promoting, and growing the game of golf around the world and are offering the highest quality product to the many millions of longtime fans globally, creating new fans.
There is no live model has been positively transformative for golf. We believe that there are opportunities for the game to evolve while also maintaining its storied history and tradition. This partnership represents the best opportunity to extend and increase the impact of golf for all. We look forward to collaborating with Jay and Keith to bring the best version of the game to communities around the world. Close quote. Under the terms of the agreement, the board of directors of the new entity will oversee and direct all of the new entities, golf-related commercial operations, businesses, and investments. The new entity will work to ensure a cohesive schedule of events that will be exciting for fans, sponsors, and all stakeholders. PIF will initially be the exclusive investor in the new entity alongside of the PGA Tour, Live Golf, and the DP World Tour. Going forward, PIF will have the exclusive rights to further invest in the new entity, including a right of first refusal on any capital that may be invested in the new entity, including into the PGA Tour, Live Golf, and the DP World Tour. The PGA Tour will appoint a majority of the board and hold a majority voting interest in the combined entity separately. PGA Tour Inc. will remain in place as a 501c3 tax-exempt organization and retains administrative oversight of events for those assets contributed by the PGA Tour, including the sanctioning of events, the administration of the competition and rules, as well as all other inside-the-ropes responsibilities with Jay Monahan as the commissioner and Ed Hurley as PGA Tour Policy Board Chairman. Uh, PIF's governor, Yasil Aramayan, will remain the P- on, will join that as the PGA Tour Policy Board. The DP World Tour and the Live Golf will remain uh, in similar administrative oversight roles for their events and their respective tours. The board of directors of the new commercial entity will include Aramayan as chairman and Monahan as chief executive officer. The new entity's board will also include an executive committee comprising Aramayan, Monahan. Hurley and PGA Tour Policy Board member, member Jimmy Dunn. The full board will be announced at a later date, and it is anticipated that all three founding members will have representation. Keith Pelly, Chief Executive of the DP World Tour, said, quoting, This is a momentous day. We are delighted to be able to not only reignite our relationship with PIF, but also have the opportunity to build on our strategic alliance partnership with the PGA Tour. Together, we will be stronger than ever and well-positioned to continue to bring the game to all corners of the globe, to partner in this new entity and to influence the growth of the game for all DP World Tour members is energizing and exciting close quote. All parties will work in the months to come to finalize the terms of the agreement with details to be announced in due course. Uh, Media contacts for this are from all three of the tours as well, PGA Tour, PIF, and the DP World Tour. Uh, Notably absent in this press release was any mention whatsoever of Greg Norman. So, Dom, as we are broadcasting this uh, breaking news live, uh, I'm very curious what you're seeing in terms of the social media reaction right now. I've got to assume back uh, around the world, particularly in the United States, that the reaction has been quite intense. Uh, Intense is a massive understatement, Matt. Um, In our little golf parochial golf world it's almost as if the world has exploded um i think a vast majority of people in the in the small space did not know this was coming did not see this coming and as such you're seeing the reaction unfold in real time so on the media side you have people basically sending messages out on social media going omfg like what is going when did this happen oh my what is happening and then you also have players reacting in real time who may or may not have been 
involved in the inner workings. My mind goes in a thousand directions, Matt, with this news breaking. Um, and we can talk about some of it now and some of it in the coming weeks. We're going to have so much time to unpack all of this because it's obviously going to be extremely complicated. There's all kinds of irony and hypocrisy and money. And this is, this is a real political, this is a, this is crazy. So uh, I'm just going to read a couple things that have come through on Twitter um, and you can come back to me and we can continue to go through some stuff. Uh, Brooks Kepka just tweeted out, this is all folks, this is all live this is all happening in the last 30 minutes. A welfare check on Chambly, Brooks Kepka writes. <laughs> Joel Damon writes, I've grown up being a fan of the four aces. Maybe one day I'll get to play for them on the PGA Tour. Michael Kim writes, very curious how many people knew this deal was happening. Maybe five, seven, question mark? A player-run organization, right? Does like this, this picture. And uh, Michael Kim obviously is a PGA Tour member playing on the PGA Tour week in and week out. Clearly had no idea. Colin Morikawa, same thing. I love finding out my morning news on Twitter, he writes. Obviously didn't know. Phil Mickelson retweets a story from CNBC. Awesome day today. Smiley face. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. What else we got here? Um, Adam Schupek, this is someone who works for Golf Week. Mind blown. Did not see the PGA Tour and Live Golf merging today. <laughs> As I think that's probably the case for most people. Um and then again, there's so much more we can we can go. I mean, you know, we just sold out. Question mark. Stay tuned. Bob Estes, right? Um, oh God, so much is crazy. What's happening? Um, and then there's a lot of news coming in from the media side as well. Here's some news coming in on uh, on our page here, coming in live. Uh, let's see here. On Hell writes, uh, "Woohoo!" with the celebration. <laughs> I don't know. He's obviously very much in favor of this. Uh, Tom Gillis writes, amazing. Andre writes, finally. Ryan writes, is Greg Norman still going to be involved? Question mark. Gre uh, Ryan, we do not know the official answer to that, but I will reiterate what Matt just said. Based on the press release, his name was not mentioned for what that's worth. Mike writes, no choice but to do this. I don't know if I agree with that. Brian writes, it is wild that this was able to be kept quiet. I have to agree with that, Brian. Um, EP writes, uh, it's not for the game of golf, LOL. The PGA wants all that Saudi money, LOL, plain and simple. I think certainly money is a part of all this, Matt, but I think that that's a massive over oversimplification. I think that, um, and we've got a lot to go over here, but, you know, and we can break this down. Andrew, can you put that graphic back up with the bullet points? I think from a purely golf standpoint, the complications of this and the interesting layers to this, Matt, if you look there, obviously it's a landmark agreement, right? It's kind of a mess. <laughs> this is crazy. They don't have a name for the new entity. But the two, the two bullet points there at the bottom, Matt, I think are, are two things that I would love to – because I'm not an expert. I'm just mind blown. I'm just sitting here digesting this. This is crazy. We're going to, again, we'll have plenty of time over the weeks and months to talk to experts. We'll have lots of players on this show. We're going to talk about this and what it could mean. And obviously, in the press release, it talked about how we're going to get more information. I mean, even the entity's name is TBD. There's a lot of stuff yet to be unfolded here, Matt. But from someone who understands a lot of what's happening on the inner workings of this, 
Uh, Matt, you certainly understand the business better than anyone I know, the business of golf better than anyone I know. The two, the two bullet points there at the bottom, I think, are the most interesting to me. All litigation is mutually ended. That was from the press release. It's done. They, they just said, well, we're just not going to do that anymore, and we're all friends now. And the path to tour reentry. Um, let me see if I can find that, and I'll read you the quote, Matt, and then you can, you can give us your reaction here. But this is the way they have it worded in the press release. The three organizations will work cooperatively and in good faith to establish a fair and objective process for any players, any players, who desire to reapply for membership with the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour following the completion of the 2023 season and for the determining fair criteria and terms of readmission consistent with each tour's policies. They're going to let the players back in, essentially, Matt. So with all of that, I'm reading some reaction, and we've got more we can go over. Some quick thoughts on some some of those, I think, at least to me, are the sort of the asterisks, the highlights. All right, uh, Dom, there's another number of different things to react to. And, folks, once again, I am coming to you live from La Hinch, Ireland. I'm actually downstairs in the Atlantic Hotel here on main, the main street in the village of La Hinch. There's a number of different ways, I think, to react to, to the points that Dom just brought up and that which we read in the press release. Uh, the first one is, is that the most massive shift here, in my mind, is with the PGA Tour. Because from the beginning of the concept of LIV to its fruition, even though it wasn't necessarily called LIV in its earliest days, uh, we were told by the likes of Greg Norman and others that they were making overtures to the PGA Tour and that the PGA Tour was not meeting with them. In essence, is what we were hearing from the beginning. Over the course of time, there's been a number of different developments. One of them was a Department of Justice investigation. Uh, essentially, uh, that which they were trying to find out was that if the PGA Tour was acting as a monopoly, I don't know what influence that could have had on this situation, but we do know that that was something that was in the mix and in, and in the middle of this swirling fray. What this strikes me as is that what this is really about is a massive, massive amount of money. That what this is about is that the backers of LIVE, the Public Investment Fund, uh, which is valued upwards to $1 trillion, I wonder if it's even more than that, probably came to the PGA Tour and in essence, to coin a phrase, made them an offer that they could not refuse. Um, I don't think this is about just the ending of litigation, even though that was prominent in the press release that all litigation between the parties has ended. I think that's more of a symbolic move because when you get right down to it, this money is so massive that the cost of litigation, even if in the tens of millions of dollars, is pocket change compared to what we're really talking about here. I think that was uh, noted in a way to show the world that the hostilities between the parties has ended. Uh, and I think my sense is, without having any direct knowledge of it, the fact that Greg Norman's name was not mentioned in the press release tells me that he was probably a sacrificial one uh, when this was all said and done. That will play itself out, I'm sure, in the coming hours and coming days. We'll know exactly where all of that stands. But nonetheless, it was very odd that he wasn't mentioned, only the chairman of PIF, uh, 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 the Public Investment Fund, uh, was mentioned. From the start, I've always said the same thing about this. I've always asked the same question of all of us. If the Public Investment Fund 
belong to Elon Musk. If Liv was backed by another entity, would there be the same moral outrage? So from the beginning, I've asked you the question, was this truly about moral delineation or was this about competition? And with what took place right now, has, if you had moral questions about this on either side, have they abated? Or is it because this union makes sense? The other side of it is from the beginning, I've always felt that the game of golf was going to find its path. Somehow the game, I didn't expect them to, to merge, at least not this, this quick. What I did expect was that they were going to find a way to coexist. Uh, this is a huge, huge development. And I think it is directly tied to the money. Uh, we'll see what exactly that means and how it manifests itself. And bear in mind, I'm not making a judgment on this. This is the, from the beginning. I've said there was so much conflict with the people that were ardently against live when one considered that the same source of funds was invested in dozens and dozens of corporations that we use every day, including Visa and Disney and uh, Live Nation and Uber uh, to this point. The public investment fund, in fact, had more money invested in Uber than they were going to invest in golf in its entirety. Uh, at this point, I have a feeling that they, that may be subject to revision. We shall see. Much of this is still floating around. Dom, is there anything else you'd like to touch on at this time? Uh, everything. <laughs> We've got uh, a, a ton of people chiming in online, watching us live, and we appreciate it. Um, this is obviously breaking news as it's unfolding. We're learning as much as you are at the same time, essentially. I can continue to, I'm just going to share some more thoughts from the people coming in, Matt, quickly. And there's a few other things I want to touch on. Um, John writes, wow, I didn't see this coming at this time, although the end result seems obvious, especially after the first two majors. This also explains why Rory's criticism of Liv has waned in recent weeks. I said to Matt just before we went live, I wonder if any of this has to do with Rory's Sadness. I don't know if that's the right word, Matt, but in the last few weeks, he's sort of been dejected and stopped talking about live and answering questions and didn't want to. He just seemed sort of defeated. Maybe he knew something we didn't know. Maybe he knew that this was in the in that the, presumption, in the workings, Dom. I guess. Uh, months and months ago, Rory said that it was time for the, for golf entities to come together and have a conversation. He was saying that, in fairness to Rory. Uh, before some of golf's entities were saying that they were still throwing barbs back and forth when Rory was saying, maybe it's time to extend an olive branch here and find a way uh, to, to make all of this work. Uh, I also don't think it had anything to do with the majors. I think the majors got better in the scenario that we had when, when uh, Liv and the PGA tour and the DP world tour were seemingly at odds with each other. The majors for me got even more compelling because it was a one place where all the best players in the world were coming together. And we had a chance to watch them. Obviously, those opportunities are going to happen again. I am a little bit concerned about what this means for major championships moving forward because now that you have these three golf entities coming together, I guarantee you that they are going to create some type of events that are huge events for their respective tours. Uh, I don't think that the major championships are at any kind of a risk, but I do think it's very interesting uh, in terms of what happens and what this means for the so-called commercial properties that were mentioned more than once in the press release and what this means for all of those entities collectively. Yeah, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. I'm going to continue reading some of the stuff coming in here, Matt, as it continues to, to fly in here. 
bury that litigation so the PGA Tour doesn't look like hypocrites, even though they thought they clearly are. There's a lot of – I'm going to keep reading some of this, Matt, but I think what's interesting about this is this whole situation over the last, I don't know, 18 months, whatever it is, has been very polarizing, right? Uh, there have been people on both sides of this that are really – very strictly on one side. They either think live is great and they're sort of pro live and they think that it's fine and wonderful and good for golf and blah, blah, blah. And then you have a a huge crop of people who are on the opposite side uh, that were very pro PGA tour and think it was disgusting what live was doing, et cetera, et cetera. And so I don't think it's, it's the wrong word to use Matt to say that I think some of the initial reaction coming in, especially from some of the fans that I'm reading some of these comments is there's, there's a lot of underlying sort of anger here because they felt like there were, there were two there. They felt like, I think everyone felt like there was a massive divide and to just all of a sudden see it just get sewn together at the last minute, seemingly out of nowhere um, is jarring. It's very jarring. Uh, Let's read, continue to read some of the comments coming in here. Chad writes, Lesson on not criticizing morality by black and white terms in a world that's gray. That's something you and I have been talking about on the show for 18 months. This whole situation is very, very gray. Um, Neil writes, it makes sense. It couldn't go on this way. May or may not have been true. Nick writes, this is hilarious. (laughs) Right? Such a bad look for players like Rory and the commissioner who were so anti-live. They were going to get destroyed in court, so now they fold their hand. It's good for golf, though. Uh, exact, uh, uh, con, con golf, right? It's exactly something in the de- deposition would have been really damaged by the PGA Tour. They made a business decision. That is an interesting aspect to this, Matt. I don't know how many of the people on both sides had been deposed yet, but I think a lot of that stuff would have been public, and that there's a chance it may have looked bad for both sides, correct? Uh, it's possible, but I... But I continue to think that that's not what what has caused this because the litigation was so huge and so massive and it was in such its early stages remember nothing was even scheduled to happen for another at least six or seven months before uh the potential there too i don't think this is this is a question of either side running scared i just don't think that's what what has taken place here what what i think took place here simply comes down to what i think you said uh, one of the i think uh Con or something like that with the name that you just used, Dom, for the message that came in. I think the way that the PGA Tour is going to look upon this was that this was a correct business decision. I think it comes down to dollars and cents. I, I wish I could give it more more footing in, in one direction or another, but but my sense, my instinct tells me this is about money, and it's a massive, massive sum of money. From the beginning of this whole thing, as you know, I have always questioned that moral high ground. And I've said right along, you can hate the source of funds, right? You have every right to hate the source of funds. Well, now that source of funds, as we read in that press release that had a, had a bit of a legalese to it, the way that it was phrased, that live in the, but not live, but public investment fund that owns live. The public investment fund, in essence, has, according to what I read, the right of first refusal to refuse capital investment from other sources. And I would presume that when that right is given, usually in a, from a legal basis, it's given when the person has an action themselves. And they retain the right to put in 
more money on their own without having to have that trigger point. So from, from a standpoint, and because the world that we live in, people are going to be looking for winners and losers. So from the initial position of the PGA Tour and their opposition of live, you could say the PGA Tour lost this battle. However, what we don't know is how much money is involved and how much money is coming into the coffers of the PGA Tour, where if we had that information, you might look at it differently and go, well, you can say that they lost the battle of trying to make live go away. But at the end of the day, they got a massive, massive, massive infusion of capital. And as an organization that in essence belongs to the players, that means all members of the PGA Tour are going to benefit from that massive source of capital. What does Live get on the other side of this? They certainly get validity uh, on a global basis, meaning not that they lack uh, validity within their own constituency, but meaning that they get validity from all constituencies moving forward. How does this impact the DP World Tour? I suspect the, the benefit to the DP World Tour will be in a myriad of ways. First of all, the press release said that this is going to be sorted out up into and after the 2023 season. Which season? Is that the PGA Tour season? And does that mean that it's going to be sorted before the Ryder Cup? Does that mean that the likes of Lee Westwood, uh, Martin Keimer, uh, Henrik Stenson, and the list goes on, Graham McDowell, uh, Ian Poulter, are those individuals once again eligible to be captains of the Ryder Cup team? Uh, I suspect that they they will be. Uh, Sergio Garcia amongst them. Sergio has been spoken about often in recent days because he is the highest points gainer ever uh, in Europe on the Ryder Cup team. Uh, Will he now once again be eligible to play on the European Ryder Cup team if uh, they are so inclined, if he's so inclined to do so? Uh, So... There's a there's a zillion different questions there, but as far as the DP World Tour goes, resolving that rift, I think, is to their benefit. I don't particularly see the stature of the DP World Tour changing because I think the nature of what Liv is doing is they're going to wedge themselves somewhere between uh, the PGA Tour in terms of their schedule events, assuming that, according to the press release, that it remains as it currently is and is independently monitored and administered. I, I would see Liv kind of wedging in the middle, and, and you can understand why, because Liv already has multiple major champions amongst its ranks. I think all of those players are going to be allowed membership once again back into the respective tours that they came from and multiple tours if they so desire. Uh, so will the DP World Tour benefit more than the others from this? I don't believe that they will, but it certainly doesn't damage them in what is taking place. Matt, I continue to have stuff coming in. You're not going to believe some of the stuff I'm getting here. Uh, I'm going to share with you now. Um, just going to read a few more things coming in here. Um, see, I picked up there. Uh, how painful, John writes, how painful it must have been for Pelly and Monahan. Graphic images, Piff just bought Global Golf. Ryan, on a positive note, where we won't have to listen to McElroy cheerleading for the PGA Tour anymore. Uh, Paul writes, watch Rory do a 180 and say that it's all great now. Um, let's let see me, here. Let Is Monahan out? Go ahead. 
let me pause you for a second with this whole thing. We're, we're, let me let me just define something where people are saying that they're, you're going to have people like like Rory that are eating crow, et cetera, et cetera. You have to remember that on each side, whether you're talking about Live or whether you're talking about the PGA Tour and their respective defenders and the people that were behind them and saying uh, why each of them were, were great and why the other, other side was wrong. What they were fighting for was their own existence. Uh, from the beginning, on the inside, the PGA Tour viewed this as a battle for their existence. Live clearly viewed it as a battle for their existence, although they start both parties started to get to a point where it seemed like they were catching their stride and there was an ability to coexist, which is frankly where I thought that the first step that they were going to go down before there was any uh, potential for a merger, which is why this news is so shocking to everyone around the world. But it's, it's, I, I'm not sure if it's fair to judge people who were ardent in their position at the time because what they were talking about were the virtues of their particular organization as compared to the other. Why the other was less than who and what they were. Live by and large, uh, where even we had people that were obviously ardent supporters like Phil Mickelson, were talking more about the potential of what Live will become. So from that standpoint, I'm not sure that I stand on one side or the other of blaming one side or the other side for being uh, uh, protective of their protective organization, of their respective organizations. Where, where I have the most issue is where people based their argument solely on moral grounds. Uh, because I had, a, I, I just had an issue with that. I mean, this is the exact same fund that owns Newcastle, and I think there's a way that you can uh, like an organization or like a sports team or like a league without having to like its source of funds. Because, because I can assure you that knowing the source of funds for every team and every individual and every investor of every sports team around the world is an engagement and an endeavor that no one has ever undertaken. And, and I'm sure that there would be questions asked. I still have the same feeling on it. If you hate the source of funds, you have every right to do that. If you are morally uh, objectable to to this merger, you have every right to do that. You have a choice, just like you do in every other part of the world, to consume or not to consume based upon how you judge something. I don't have any issue with that, but I'm not quite sure that every player uh, now deserves to be taken to task because at one point they were against Lib or at one point they were against the PGA Tour. The two entities were not merged at that time. They were bitter, bitter rivals up until this point. So I think it, judging people in retrospect is, is, a, is a very slippery game. So more stuff coming in here, Matt. I, I texted a lot of players. Just said, you know, reaction. Can you please, you know, this is totally anonymous. I'm just curious if you knew what's going on. One tour player wrote, I did not know beforehand. I have read the press release. I am not surprised there is an agreement, but it seemed to happen pretty fast. Another player wrote, I found out with a call from Jimmy Dunn at 7.37 this morning. I had 0% idea prior to that. Another player writes, quote, I'm shocked. Feels like a real gut punch. I feel lied to and betrayed by the PGA Tour. That's from a PGA Tour player. And then listen to this, Matt. This is from our friend, PGA Tour player, and inside the top 70 in the FedEx Cup standings right now, Mark Hubbard. He gave me numbers here. Number one, 
fully allowed to mention my name and quote me, he said. <laughs> Number two, I never know anything in advance. I found out all my information the same time you do and everyone else when they get their ESPN alerts. Number, <laughs> He said I could quote him. Number two, my immediate reaction. Super lame, all things considered, but it was inevitable. I heard Jason Day's wife is pregnant with his fifth kid even after getting a vasectomy, so I'd like to know and find out where Jay got fully neutered. <laughs> Number four... <laughs> Number four, will be good and bad for me, just like the last changes to the tour. The top guys will make a ton more money and play less and play more with the primetime events and less normal events. I will likely have to play more, but will make more money from the trickle-down, so overall I should be happy, especially since it's all out of my control, and at the end of the day, good golf and winning still makes my life better and easier. Overall takeaways, I suspect it's basically this. This is from PGA Tour player Mark Hubbard in the top 70. He just finished like ninth at the Charles Schwab Challenge and going into the final round this weekend at the Memorial, he was in the mix. I think he shot a final round 79 under, you know, the greens were concrete. The conditions were very difficult in the final round. I suspect it's basically this. Tours stay the same and will look for ways to cross-pollinate. Saudi investment is to cover the ongoing losses at live. Some value clearly ascribed to the Saudis live and merger, but with the tour in control and the tour keeping their status, their 501c status, it's not clear how you would get liquidity. And then his last one, incredibly interesting comment here, Matt, his last one, all he writes, Ryder Cup Peace Treaty. How about that? Ryder Cup Peace Treaty, he writes. That for the, another, a little side note with that, Matt. That shows you financially how huge the Ryder Cup is for the sport of golf and how important the Ryder Cup is, not only to the PGA Tour, but to the TP World Tour and to golf at large. So that coming in right now from PGA Tour players, and there's more stuff coming in. Mackenzie Hughes on Twitter, nothing like finding out through Twitter that we're merging with a tour that said we'd never do that with. <laughs> just some thoughts about what I just read to you, Matt. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'll start with the ending thought where he, he phrased it as a potential um, Ryder Cup peace treaty. One thing that's critical to keep in mind is that the press release that we just read to you and all the information that we just gave to you, the European Ryder Cup team is controlled by the DP World Tour. That would be Keith Pelley and his organization. On the American side, which is the side that the PGA Tour is, is located on, the PGA Tour does not control the American Ryder Cup side. That is controlled by the PGA of America. The PGA of America was not mentioned in this press release, and to the best of our knowledge, they are not a party of this press release. Will that have an impact because of the world ranking points is the bigger question, and the world ranking points would sort out who is or who is not eligible to play on the Ryder Cup because of their status uh, if relative to that. I would think that once they are all merged and co-sanctioned, assuming that they will be co-sanctioned, which, which is a reasonable uh, presumption, then yes, you're going to get world ranking points right away. Will it be enough to bring back potential players that are on the periphery right now because the world ranking points have dipped since then? Will they make it retroactive? I think are more pertinent questions to that. Uh, other than that, Tom, the fact that Mark Hubbard said that he was not informed uh, and apparently no players were informed that we've heard from yet. There are, there are players that are highly ranked on there that I'd be very curious 
uh, what their position was. And I'm sure that when you uh, have a chance to, to further edit this program as we're broadcasting to you live currently, I am in Lange, Ireland, uh, that you're going to put together graphics from these particular t uh, PJ Tour players you contacted, Dom, because I do think that that is uh, very, very compelling information. And I hope amongst the people that you're contacting are some of the veterans in the PGA Tour, meaning players that are on the PGA Tour champions initially, uh, because at this point I can also report that I did hear from some of the players in that category, meaning some veterans that had their heyday in the PGA Tour perhaps during the 1970s and the 1980s. Uh, and there was some anger over the course of the last few months, feeling that by taking the posture that the Tour had, that they had lost the opportunity to greatly fill the coffers of the PGA Tour. It's an opportunity that my instinct tells me has been fulfilled now with this announcement of a merger. Yeah, it's, it's just... I mean, my head is exploding as you're talking and I'm, I'm reading and trying to catch, play catch up with all this stuff. Um, my, I think my, I try and look at things as best I can. I know we're all digesting this in real time, but I try and look long-term with my thoughts a little bit. I do think, even though right now in the moment, it's, it's, we're all really, struggling to grapple with everything unfolding so quickly and what feels like, and it sounds like even with the players out of left field, I do think in five years from now, this is probably a huge net gain for golf. I mean, this tour, this sort of partnership, Matt opens up, you know, I think uh, one of the players said something about cross pollination. I mean, we could have a live versus PGA tour event. I think this, this opens up a pathway for for um, a lot more money to get pumped into the LPGA tour, because I guess this has become less of a a moral issue all of a sudden now. Now everybody's best friends, so maybe we could have some LPGA versus PGA tour events going on. A little bit more of that action going on. I do think uh, what you're what you're talking about with the Ryder Cup again, looking out, extrapolating out five ten years. It's obviously going to help the Ryder Cup because we're not going to be losing people uh, on, on either the European side or the U.S. side. Potentially everyone's sort of in the same bucket now. I will say this, and this is not mentioned in the press release, and I don't know what this is going to be, but obviously they're going to have to figure out a new ranking system and how they, how they, uh, how they quantify each field, each tournament, how they allow people into majors, what are those metrics? Because the official world golf rankings right now as of this moment with this new entity that's TBD, it's not really going to make any sense anymore, really. Uh, they, they've, to this point, they've kept the live players out of it. And I, I'm not sure they could just all, all of a sudden lump them back in. And they're still supposedly in the process of giving that tour official entry into the rankings. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my, I mean, I'm texting the players that I'm hearing back from. I'm just texting them that little emoji where you've got the guy's face and his head is exploding. <laughs> We're just like, just trying to, really just trying to grasp all of it. Um, let me read just a few more things. Matt, there's so much stuff coming in. We really appreciate you guys watching on YouTube. Um, hit that like button, subscribe to our channel. We do stuff like this every day, all the time, nonstop. And um, we love hearing from you guys. 
uh, I haven't I haven't written a question of the day yet, but I guess the question of the day is, oh my God, did you see this? Did you see this coming down the pipeline? <laughs> What's going on here? Um, all right. Um, let's see here. Those live, Aaron writes, those live guys who took the money don't have a single regret, I'm sure. Again, it sounds like the PGA Tour PAC wasn't even involved in any of this, and that's a major problem. Monaghan and the executives don't care what's in the best interest of the players. Uh, Neo writes, 75% of the tour sponsor money is in bed with the Saudis. Everybody's clueless. Paul writes, all the players will make more money. Mark Hubbard, I just read his text. It's kind of similar there, uh, what he wrote. Um, why would they have a regret? They got millions, and now they get the, of, the best of both worlds. I look forward to all, I'm looking forward to all the new teams on Live, Golf 007 writes. Um, even the DOJ goes away now, obviously Department of Justice. Correct, that's, the litigation is just official, uh, apparently been completely just dumped and stopped. Uh, I feel like, uh, Chesties writes, I feel like Live wasn't going to last much longer since it doesn't make money. So the PGA caved a bit early in my opinion. Uh, definitely great for golf, NB3, uh, NBT3 writes, but I hope it's kept separate. Live was a relaxed format. Um, again, we're, we're doing this all quickly and in real time, Matt. Um, did it mention in the press release whether they were going to... I think it mentioned they were all going to kind of be uh, separate entities still and, and run as they were, if I remember right. Was that towards the end of the press release, Matt? Yes, that that is that is what's being represented in the press release right now. That that they will continue to run, in essence, as separate entities. But it's clear that they're also endeavoring to find where there will be common grounds, where there will be bridges across, where there will be pathways for players to compete uh, accordingly. Which would tell me that while they're allowing for players that are currently a part of Live to go back to the PGA Tour and or uh, the DP World Tour, that there will also be avenues for PGA Tour players or DP World Tours to participate in what Live is doing. Uh, again, without without any any uh, specific details on this, my is that what they're probably going to do is that Live is going to lean in on the team concept of what they have put together because it was so distinctive and so different than, than what existed on any other tour and that the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour for the time being will continue to run through the schedules that they currently have. Again, all of this remains to be seen. In terms of context of what this means, even historically, uh, this is a massive, massive historic move that took place. It's announcement as such today. Uh, in the late 1960s, starting around 1968, there was a split between the Tour Players Division of the PGA of America that eventually split off and became the PGA Tour as we know this. Again, it's something that I've been times throughout all this where people look upon it and go, well, golf can't, they, they shouldn't, they never have had a revolution of this sort and stature. And in fact, they have. It took place and it was led by amongst, uh, notably, none other than Jack Nicklaus. Uh, so... That was a major shift in the world of professional golf. This is bigger than that. This is more on a global scale. It certainly clearly involves far more money than that. Uh, this is a major, major announcement in this breaking news that we are bringing you. 
on this afternoon. So we will continue to keep you up to speed on everything that is going on. Obviously, this is a story that's going to continue to build in the coming hours, in the coming days, in the coming weeks, months, and beyond. Uh, as we get more information, we will share it with you. We are live at 8 a.m. Eastern time weekdays, and that includes tomorrow in which we will go through even more of this information and bring you up to speed on what we have in the offing. I will tell you that I was able to learn through sources yesterday that a player who was recently ranked uh, number one in the world and is a multiple-time major champion was in advanced discussions with Liv. Uh, I don't know what impact that had behind the scenes, but if players were starting to look at it and go, you know what, we have no reason to throw our alliance one way or the other. Uh, we can make decisions that are in our best financial interest as well. Uh, maybe that had an impact on, on these decisions behind the scenes in terms of where people saw the end game for all of this. It is absolutely fascinating. As Dom talked about multiple times, what does this ultimate to, ultimately to me, uh, I look at it and go, what does it mean for the game of golf? What does it mean for the fans of golf? What does it mean for the players of, of, of the game? Uh, I think this is defined by a massive sum of money. I've said that multiple times and that con continues to be my conviction that we're talking about sums of money here that are almost hard to comprehend in terms of the game of golf and what it means to the game of golf. I think it was about money, but that money is also going to become a vehicle in which we as fans are going to see more opportunities when players that we want to see competing against each other. And I'm talking about all the players, they are going to once again be competing against each other. Will that have an impact on the majors? Yeah, because I thought the first two majors of 2023 were fascinating. I thought they were absolutely compelling. And I thought it was great that the majors became the stage where we see all the great players of the world coming back together again. The caveat was, and the concerning part about that was, which we spoke about immediately following the PGA Championship, is that are, are the other other golf organizations trying to wait this thing out until those players that we enjoyed seeing competing against each other in the majors would fall further and further down the list of the world ranking points until they were no longer eligible to be in those majors. I think that issue is resolved. Uh, what this means for the Ryder Cup, I have to imagine that it's going to mean, maybe not for this next Ryder Cup in September, but for Ryder Cups moving forward, that the players that had been ostracized and had been boxed out and told they'll never be a part of the Ryder Cup again, that they will, in fact, have avenues to come back to the Ryder Cup. I think there are some scars that are going to have to heal. There are some people that are going to have to uh, get back together again and, and express their emotions. Uh, there will be many people that will feel as though uh, they have been deceived, that they have been duped, that this was really about one organization choosing to take a moral high ground and the other one ignoring the same, when in fact, I think what this was about all along was competition and money. Now they're all coming together. So we will continue to keep you abreast on everything that happens with this story as we learn more information on it and we'll pass it along. Please remember, we'll be live at 8 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow morning. Uh, we will continue to generate content throughout the day. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Fairways of Life YouTube, and you will get all the information as it is released. Breaking news on this day, and it has been absolutely massive. Live. The DP World Tour and the PGA Tour are coming together under and through the umbrella of PIF, a public investment fund that is the investment fund of the Saudi royal family. All of those entities are now going to be one.